Praise the Lord, church. Amen. I brought a border pass, if that helps. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of God. I really enjoyed this morning. Out of all the times I've been here, that's the first time I got to hear Pastor preach by being in the congregation. I know we got Facebook and we can watch reruns. It's not the same, right? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Well, it's good to be here. Usually my wife gets up and sings a special item, so I might sing you a special. All I can offer you is special. That's about it. No, praise the Lord. I don't sing. I worship and I torment those that sit next to me, but the Lord loves it. So praise the Lord anyhow. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Well, it is good to be here. I came uh, to celebrate with your pastor and his family. He's going to be raising the bat soon for those that play, watch cricket and understand what I'm talking about. And uh, it's great to have a friend like Pastor Butcher, a real man of God that, you know, too many, I don't know about you, but I find in my life, we have too many friends that tell us what we want to hear, which is a kind way of saying they lie, <laughs> right? Because we always want to hear what we want to hear. But a true friend will never tell you what you want to hear. They'll tell you what you need to hear. Jesus never told people what they wanted to hear. He spoke the truth in love. And I appreciate our friendship. And I thank God for men and women of God that love us enough to tell us the truth. Amen. Don't ever be afraid of the truth. Be afraid of ministry that flatters your ears and makes you feel good. I want to be told the truth that leads me closer to Jesus. Amen. We're living in funny times. I mean, when I say funny times, I don't mean times that make me laugh times where everything is just so unusual and yet the unusualness of our world has become such a distraction for the christian world and uh so this tonight i want to minister on these thoughts i will be honest with you because i'm a christian and i don't lie but i'll be honest i didn't come prepared to minister the word of god but when i was asked obviously in the short time that i had to pray i didn't get the fast because the food was really nice yesterday and I was not going to miss my lasagna, orangini, and pizza. But I want to talk in this thought today, distractions and interruptions. Because there is a difference. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Acts chapter 2. A very familiar portion of Scripture. Again, I love coming to this church. I look around and I get to see faces. Uh, a lot of your faces I, I remember. Maybe not names, but faces definitely. And over the years, it's, you know, I've seen when, you've, when you weren't in this church, and then I've come and then you were in this church, and, and you're still in the house of God, praise the Lord. And, and that encourages me, it really does. And I might not know your name, but we'll have plenty of time in heaven to get to know each other a bit more closer one day. But it's exciting to see that... that the growth of this church over the years, it really is. And, and I tell you one thing that's always inspired me, this is just me and my walk with God. It's not just the new ones that come and get established. It's the consistency of our old timers. There's something about the old timers. They've been for hell and back. They've been offended. They've been let down by ministry. They've seen good pastors and a lot of bad pastors. And they've seen good ministers go bad, but yet they stay and they're consistent. That's why we call them pillars. Because they keep the building strong and healthy. And I, I want to honor our, our elders that have been around for some time. You are the ones that, you know, many times, maybe not here in Perth, but I've been around several, many churches. And we focus a lot of our worship and our services to attract our young people. 
who are the most inconsistent generation. I know I used to be young, right? They're up, they're down, and that's just in one week. But our pillars, you just, you, you stay there. You're, you're just faithful. And let me tell you, it's your faithfulness that encourages people like myself. It's your faithfulness that I know when times aren't good, who to look towards. I know those that have been around, it's not my message today, but I just want to give honor today to our elders. And I'm not just talking about elders in age. I'm talking about elders in faith. Rock solid, been through storms, been through trials. But devil, they're still here and they're going nowhere. Amen. We honor you tonight. Again, nothing to do with the sermon, but I believe we should always honor our elders. And when the day of Pentecost, Acts 2 verse 1, you know the scripture. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. And suddenly, everybody say suddenly. There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat on each of them, upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. And of course, we love this chapter that it shows the first initial outpouring of the Holy Ghost. But my focus today is on that one word, suddenly. They were there expecting the unexpected. They didn't have a timetable at 10 past 10. Suddenly it will happen. They were just expecting. And if you've been to Bible school, they were there in Jerusalem for about 10 days expecting. The original Pentecostals were better than the modern day Pentecostals. We would have given up after the first day. You said, come to Jerusalem. It's been 15 minutes. Lord, where is it? Right? But they waited because they had a word from God. A word that would sustain them, that they weren't going anywhere until it happened just as God said it would happen. And it happened in a way that the Bible describes as suddenly. In their expectation, in their time of prayer, something happened that they didn't, they expected but didn't know how it was going to happen. They just made room for a divine interruption. I believe every born again believer needs to make room in their life for a divine interruption. My God doesn't work one day a week called Sunday. He works every day. He doesn't shop on your time or my time. He shows up on His time. And let me tell you where He shows up. He shows up where somebody's made room for a moment called suddenly, where you and I just expect the unexpected. It might be on a Monday. It might be on a Tuesday. But let me tell you, friend, if you're expecting, make room for a moment where God will suddenly show up. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Again, another familiar portion of Scripture. Hebrews 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a, great a cloud of witness, that's referring to the previous chapter, the chapter of faith. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Father, have your way tonight, we pray. Lord, do what you want to do in our lives. We open up our heart to you this evening, Lord God. Let your will be done. Let us not leave this church service the way we came, but transform us today by your spirit and through the anointing of your word, we pray. In Jesus' name. It's no surprise that we are living in a world that is so focused on COVID, masks, vaccines, 
protests, border restrictions, etc. And it has distracted many believers from living their faith to the fullest. You want to start an argument or make the environment really uncomfortable? Turn up to a group of people and say, who's vaccinated? And watch the YouTube clips come out. We're living in a time where Holy Ghost believers are becoming so distracted by world events that we are forgetting who we are. We are not the Australian United Pentecostal Party of Politics. We are the church of the living God. Let's not forget who we are. Let's not forget our destiny. Let's not forget our future. It's not of this world. We read in Scripture, we are pilgrims passing through. This world is not my home. And so whatever happens, God knows it's going to happen. But I'm going to a city, praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to a city. Oh, how I must grieve the heart of God. When preachers and believers put up their faith for a moment of getting involved with what's taking place and get so passionate about their two cents worth, which really nobody's really interested in unless you agree with them. The Bible tells us over and over again, we are in this world, but we're not of this world. We are a part of the kingdom of God, a greater kingdom. Yet it's during this last year and a half, two years, that so many have become distracted, looking through hope for hope through social media posts, government laws, alternative views, listening to voices that aren't of God, because we're distracted. I'm just simply here to press the alarm clock and awaken the church as I feel week after week the Lord's trying to awaken me lest I become asleep to the presence of God. You see, tonight I'm preaching with the purpose of interrupting your season of distractions. I told our church a couple of weeks ago, 2021 has got to be the year of distractions. There have been more changes, more law changes, more border changes, more changes going on this year than I can keep up with. But let me tell you what doesn't change and who doesn't change. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. If you're looking for consistency, stop looking to the world. Stop looking to Facebook and politicians. Keep your eyes focused upon the Lord. He says, I change not. You want consistency? We've got Jesus. Amen. Jesus has a purpose for your life today. He really does. He hasn't changed. And I know there have been many times where we are interrupted. I know if you're like me, you hate being interrupted, right? It's rude. When you're having a conversation and someone tugs at your coat and says, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, every church has got one, maybe not in Perth. I'm in the most perfect church, the closest to heaven, right? But on the other side of Australia, in a place called the Gold Coast, bless their hearts, there's always that one brother. You're in deep conversation. And a conversation about nothing just begins to happen as he stands in front of everybody you're talking to and talks about, I know not, what he's talking about. And it annoys you because you're in deep thought and in deep concentration, but you get interrupted. (laughs) But it's not the same when God interrupts our lives. It doesn't annoy us when God interrupts because we understand the interruptions of the Holy Ghost come with destiny. They come with blessing. And they come with purpose. Many times the Lord wants to interrupt us because we're having the wrong conversations. Or we're looking at the wrong places. Or we're putting our hopes in things that are going to crash. 
Amen. So he interrupts us so that we can get our eyes adjusted once again upon Jesus. And today I pray that God will interrupt his church, especially those that are living in fear and anxiety, that he'd interrupt you and restore your faith, your joy, and the peace that you have in the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. Because tonight, if I'm to be honest, these last couple of weeks, my prayer has been, Lord, interrupt me. If I'm spending too much time on Facebook or YouTube or social media, interrupt me. You know, I heard Brother Raymond Woodward talk recently. (laughs) I love what he said, and I'm not having a knock at our young people, but he said uh, two of the worst things that are attacking our young generation this year at this time is the smartphone and dumb friends. But I don't just think it's young people. I think it's our nation today. Right? You see, the difference between being interrupted and distracted is that if you're interrupted, it's to disturb or to halt an ongoing process or action by interfering suddenly. It's meant to deliberately get you away from what you're in the middle of doing. But a distraction diverts our attention to something else. And you may not even know that you've been distracted. (laughs) And so this evening, I'm praying, Lord... Do I need you to interrupt my life? And if I do, my God, give us a moment of suddenly in the house of God today. I pray this evening that in this sermon that we're going to minister to you over this, the next 20 more minutes, that God will get a hold of us and interrupt our lives so that our focus is back on Him and not on our surroundings. I want God to enter into this service as I already feel Him do throughout the worship so that we leave the house of God once again realizing, hang on a second, have I been so caught up in worldly affairs that I forgot who I am? We're not of this world, friend. We belong to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You see, the church was birthed on the day of Pentecost by a divine interruption. And suddenly, the Bible says, there came a sound from heaven. Whenever there's a sound coming from heaven into your life, you're in a safe place. The problem is there's too many sounds coming into our world that aren't from heaven. But on the day of Pentecost, the church that was birthed, that is alive today, was birthed when suddenly there came a sound from heaven. My God, I need to have a sound from heaven entry to Jacob Calabiano's life, especially when I'm losing vision and focus, when I need God to steer me back to the right way and get my eyes focused upon him. My God, let there be a sound from heaven and let it come like a mighty rushing wind. Let it fill my household. Let it fill my home and let it fill my life. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? You're sick and tired by being moved by media. You're sick and tired by being moved by people. But what we really need is a move of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. On that beautiful day called Pentecost, there were obedient saints that were praying together in unity. They came to church expecting God was going to do something. And they didn't even know what God was going to do. They just came expecting Let me tell you what will transform our services from the Gold Coast all the way to Perth with every church in between. It's when every believer comes into the house of God expecting that God's going to show up and He's going to do something that's unexpected. And we make room for a move of God. You see, they were told in Luke chapter 24, tarry or wait in the city of Jerusalem until you be filled or endured with power from on high. 
hey, power from on high is going to happen in Jerusalem. What is it, Peter? I don't know. But Jesus said, go. So let's go to Jerusalem. We know the story. 120 believers gathered together in an upper room for a prayer meeting that continued on for 10 days. <laughs> they were expecting something to happen. And because they obeyed, listen to this principle this morning, this evening. Because they obeyed the principle of God's word, do whatever he tells you to do. And they obeyed. They went to Jerusalem and they waited. Hallelujah. God showed up just like he said he would. You know why many miss out on the, on the power of God? They don't obey the word of God. He's not going to separate himself from his word. He said will honor his word above his name. Thank God for his word today. Thank God for the word of God. But I want to ask us, because we've made the effort to be in church. You're looking all nice. You put on your Sunday best to be in the house of God. And, and I don't know if anybody's here today just to show off how good they look. I think most of us came here today because we realize when I come to church, things happen. Do you think that? Do you ever think that? Listen, I don't turn up to church on Sunday because I'm the pastor. I turn up at church on Sunday first and foremost because I know God is already there and something is going to happen. Whether the worship takes over and I don't preach, I love those services. Or whether I have to get up there or have a guest speaker, it doesn't really matter. I just know something about when two or three gather together in his name. He says, I show up. I'm already there. I've come with a purpose. I've come to get your attention. And this evening I want to ask you, are we expecting tonight? I mean, I know somebody's expecting in this building and the, on the 29th of January, but I'm not talking about that kind of expectation. Has anybody come into the house of God saying to themselves, you know what, if I come to church tonight, God's going to do something. If I come to prayer meeting this week, something's going to happen. If I come to the uh, the New Year's Eve service, something's going to happen. Come expecting. I want to encourage somebody today. You keep following the word of God. You keep trusting in the promises of his word. Don't be swayed or distracted by the seasons that we're in right now. Understand that Jesus is the Lord of every season. <laughs> I said, he is the Lord of every season. He's there on the mountaintop with you, but he's also the lily of the valley. He's also the rose of Sharon. In your darkest hour, he's a light that still shines bright. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible states that suddenly it didn't happen before that time. They were there praying and believing for an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And they didn't even know how it was going to happen. They just knew that God said, show up. Because I'm going to turn up. And we're here tonight. I hope you're here expecting. As a matter of fact, if you came into the house of God just because it's Sunday and that's what you do. I pray over these last couple of minutes that God's beginning to stir your heart to realize. You're not just a number in the crowd. I know your pastor's heart. He's not excited about looking at the attendance box as much as he is seeing you at an altar. Getting a breakthrough and a touch from God. Amen. Our purpose isn't to make more people in the church or have more numbers. Our purpose is to see people having their moment where God steps in and transforms and changes their life. Amen. This was the, this was the beginning of a Pentecostal revival that is still happening today. Amen. Make room in your home this evening for a moment where God can step in. When, you're, when the prayers you've been praying and believing and haven't given up on are suddenly answered. How many people sit here today because somebody prayed and they prayed and they prayed and they prayed 
and they prayed. And when you stunk like alcohol and looked like you were high on drugs, you know what they did? They prayed. And some of us, including the preacher, are here tonight because there was somebody in their life that saw the mess that was getting messier. So they went back to God and continued to pray. And when everybody said, give up, he's a lost cause, you know what they did? They prayed because they were expecting. And suddenly God got a hold of a broken life and said, you know what? Here it is. Here it is. Praise God. Keep praying, church. Keep believing for your moment today. Keep believing that God still shows up. Keep believing that God still answers prayers. Keep believing today that God will do what you cannot do. But if you are trusting Him with all your heart, don't lean on your own understanding. I tell you, friend, there's more testimonies coming your way. There's more breakthrough. There's more victory. There's more mountains to be climbed. There's more souls to be reached. There's more, more miracles to happen. There's more moments of suddenly in your life to take place. Praise God. I like the story of the uh, found in Acts chapter 10 of uh, the, the household of Cornelius. You know the story, or many of us do. God is using this Gentile man. He has a hunger and a love for God. So through an angelic visit, there's a conversation going on. End of the story, Peter sent to this household to teach a Bible study. Maybe it's exploring God's word. I don't know. Maybe set up the chart. Maybe it's in my father's house. I doubt it. But Peter turns up to give a Bible study. Thank God for Bible studies. Thank God for Bible studies. Amen. Peter comes to give a Bible study and he must be doing pretty good. He's got their attention and, and the Lord says, thank you, Peter, for your Bible study. But while Peter yet pre- spoke these words, the Bible says, uh, while Peter's still blabbering away, giving his teaching and all his preparation and studies, God says, thank you, Peter, move aside. Hallelujah. And while Peter yet spake these words, the Bible says, the Holy Ghost fell on them uh, which heard the word. Uh, I pray tonight. You know what I'd love to happen in this service right now? While you're trying to listen to this preacher from the, the east side, uh, that while I'm sharing the word of God to you, that God will say, enough, son, move aside. Uh, and that the Holy Ghost will fall into this place uh, and that some hungry heart, uh, some hungry soul says, God, uh, I hear your word. Uh, and while we're preaching the word of God, God will heal somebody. God will set somebody free. God will fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Why don't we take a moment right now just to glorify Him. Why don't we, why don't we just take a moment to lift up our hands uh, and say, Lord, here I am. Uh, I'm lifting up my hands uh, just like antennas that are reaching out. Uh, I want a moment right now, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me tell you, friend, as a preacher, I won't be offended if you just have a bit of liberty here today and just reach out to Jesus. I'll stop the preaching for now and let God have his way. So why don't we do that right now? Why don't we stand to our feet? I'm not finished. We've got a bit more to go. But why don't we just lift up our hands right now and just begin to worship Jesus? Remember your moment suddenly when God got a hold of your heart. I want to tell somebody right now, he has not finished with what with you. What he began last year, the year before, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Let me tell you, church, God is still moving in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to make more room in a service like this uh, so that God can interrupt the preacher and get into the hearts of the listener where God can get a hold of you and I that are hungry and say, you know what? Thanks, preacher. Move aside. I'll take it from here right now.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I wonder if anybody's hungry tonight for a suddenly moment where God can step into your situation. He knows where you're at today. You may be seated. If you've come in here with struggles, let me tell you, friend, the Lord knows your struggles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now unto Him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. Oh, there's something about the Holy Ghost, friend. I said there's something about receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's not a one-off event that you had 10 years ago. It is a daily event that when you have the Spirit in you, hallelujah, He'll take you further than you can even imagine. Hallelujah. We need to create an environment tonight. Hallelujah. Where God does more than we can even ask or imagine. But I want to urge this congregation today, hear me today. I'm saying this with all of my heart. Listen to these words today. Don't be distracted by the season that our world is in. I know there's some frustrating things happening in politics. I know there's frustrating things happening in borders. I know there's frustrating things happening in the medical world. But I want to encourage you today, keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. The lockdowns, the, the, the vaccines, the pro or the against, the masks, the, uh, the, the shutting up, the shutting up, opening up. These are not distractions that God will allow to stop His church from growing. They have no power over the church of the living God. I said they have no power to shut down the moving of the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing me tonight? Oh, but preacher, we, we had to have service on, on Zoom. Thank God we had service on Zoom. We won a soul that never came to our church. She was too scared, so she joined us on Zoom. One year later, God filled with the Holy Ghost. The next service, the next night, she brought a friend and prayed her friend through the Holy Ghost. Oh, thank God for lockdowns. Over on the Gold Coast, we've grown. They said you can't have church in a building. You have to go to Facebook. Let me tell you what happened. Backsliders came back when the borders of church, when the doors of church opened up, we had new faces. They had no courage to come to church when the church was open. But when the government said you can't have church, God says thank you. Now we can go back to the old way, having church in the home. And those that were too scared to come to a building were restored by watching service on Facebook. Hey, Zuckerberg never set up Facebook for us to have church, but God did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All these things that have taken place over the two years, I don't know about here in Perth, but I know on the Gold Coast, they've been the best thing for the church. Man, I haven't gone to any protests, but we've started a protest. It's called prayer. Because we get more done in a prayer meeting than they get done at George Street, uh, marching down the city. Something happens when the church says, while you're protesting, we're going to take our protest to one who hears what we've got to say. And so every Monday, every Tuesday night, all since last year, we've had prayer meeting. Because they tried to lock us down. You can't stop the church. Why are the Christians, why are the Pentecostals getting so annoyed by all the laws and all the things that are going on? We ought to look for the opportunities that God has given us. 
These are unprecedented times, but we serve a limitless God. You might lock us out of the buildings. That just causes us to express ourselves on social media. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily besets us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. I'm sure that's what my Bible says. I don't think it says in my Bible, looking unto government policies, looking unto border restrictions, looking unto COVID laws. Thank God that we've got a, a Christian government, whether you like him or not, it could be a lot worse. Amen. I, I ain't pro this or pro that. I'm not here to politicize service today. Amen. I'm just simply here to tell you there's something about our God and the, and the church that we are a part of that is above this world. Don't get entangled with the affairs of this world that you get distracted by the purpose that God has for your life. God didn't call you to march in the streets and tell us who your political party was. He's called you and I to go into all the world and to preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. And he sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. Let me tell you, church, I think I shared this thought uh, this year sometime, I don't know. But Jesus wasn't distracted by the pain of Calvary. He knew about the pain of Calvary. He knew what he was going to go through. If it be possible... Let this cup pass from me. That was his prayer, right? Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. He knew the pain, but the pain didn't distract him from going to Calvary because he saw the end result. Let me tell you the end result. Should the Lord tarry when these laws are all over and this season's all over, I'm believing that the church of the living God is going to come out stronger on the other side of COVID. I'm believing there might be a falling away. There might be those who get so caught up in all of this. But I also believe that at the end of all of this, the church is going to be stronger. If we will keep our eyes focused on the Lord, if we won't be distracted by the world, but we will make room in our lives for a divine interruption, we can only but win. We can only come out of this as the church triumphant. Hallelujah. I'll be honest with you. What a year 2021 has been. Try make, Try planning. You try planning. You make plans and then you pray hard. I've had a lot of uh, credits from Virgin Airlines because a lot of plans that I thought I was going to do. But, but Dr. Dan wouldn't let me into Victoria, so I got more credit back. And I couldn't see my son in Sydney. So, I mean, there was two COVID cases in Brisbane as I'm leaving to come to Perth. And I'm like, well, I'm in the air at 10 o'clock when they announce whatever the new laws are. If they, if they kick me out at the border, I won't be the first place I've been kicked out of. First time in interstate, obviously. But praise God, there is a spiritual awakening that is taking place. If you would keep your ears open, friends, there is a spiritual awakening. Amen. As I said, new opportunities have been given to the church. New opportunities of evangelism. New tools have been put into our hands. What we thought was going to affect the church in a negative way. God has turned it as a divine interruption for those that will go with the leading of the Spirit of God and be in get into the presence of God and be filled with His presence on a daily basis. These things don't scare us. 
but they make us realize, hey, God is doing something great in these last days. Coming to a close. Behold, I show you a mystery. 1 Corinthians 51. Brother Glass, when I, when I first went to the Gold Coast, I, love, I miss Brother Glass. But I'd go over to his house and this was at least once a week he'd be reading, or getting me to read this to him. He was ready. And I'd read this scripture with him. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trump shall, trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. I want to remind you here tonight that Jesus is coming back for his church. It will be just like the day of Pentecost. They were believing for something that they had never experienced before. A promise that Jesus gave them. They didn't know how it was going to happen. But they knew it was going to happen. You know why? Because Jesus said it. And we the church, we ought to be ready. Because the Lord is coming back soon. His word says, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Hey church, I still believe in the rapture. I still believe that Jesus is coming back soon. Sooner than when we first believed. And I'm still waiting. And while I'm waiting, I'm keeping myself occupied till he comes. Romans chapter 13 says these beautiful words in verse 11. And that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. If you've been distracted this year, hear these words. It's time for you to wake up. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. When we make room for Jesus to move, to have his way in our lives, great things are going to happen. I'm coming to a close. Second close. Moses was a fugitive. 40 years in the desert. Looking after sheep. But it took one conversation with God through a burning bush. And he would never be the same again. He became Moses the deliverer. David was content, as we heard this morning, to look after the sheep, to play his harp, and to look after the responsibility that he had. But one meeting with God's man, Sam, and now David was going to be the king. Peter was happy just to cast nets and catch fish. But Jesus walked by and said, hey, Follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. Paul was a zealous Jew. But one trip on the Damascus road where light would hit him from heaven. Just one moment. He didn't expect it to happen. He was on a journey to Damascus. But his life would be changed forever. What about you tonight? We just came to church tonight because it's Sunday night and we come to church. Maybe you came because there was a guest speaker. I don't know. But a divine interruption is here today for you. To realign you with the purpose of God. To get your focus back to where God wants you to be. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I definitely know God is talking to somebody in the house of God tonight. What do we stand? Hallelujah. 
on the day of Pentecost, they were expecting and they received. I'm looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ because I know He's coming back for His church. But from now to eternity, I've simply got a word for somebody today. Make room in your life for God to interrupt your schedule. Make room for God to turn up into your household, into your life and into your heart. Say, hey, I know you just came to a Pentecostal church uh, just to see what was happening in, in the north side of Perth. Uh, but God knew you would be here. There is not one person in this building right now that surprised the Lord when you walked in. Because he knew you would be here. But maybe you didn't know that God knew you would be here and had a word for you tonight. And it's simply this. Uh, make room for a moment of suddenly in your life. Can I take it a little bit further today as we have our altar service? Make room right now in this place where you can leave the house of God transformed by the power of God. Hear me, the preacher is done. But while I'm speaking, I feel that there is a moment right now, just like the household of Cornelius, where the Holy Ghost is falling in this place. Anybody hearing the word of God tonight? You just came for a church service, but God showed up to change you today, to transform you today, to take your pain and to give you peace, to take your brokenness and to give you healing. He came to take your mess and to give you hope once again. So no, friend, there is no normal service with Pentecostals. There is no normal service when God shows up. There's just an opportunity for you to leave this place changed. Hallelujah. 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 You waiting for an invitation today to come to an altar and pray? Well, here it is. Why don't you come? There's plenty of room in this place right now, but you better get out here quick. Amen. This altar's going to be full. And if you miss out the altar, that's okay. Pray where you're at. Because I believe right now God's got your number. God's got your name on his schedule. And he wants to have a suddenly moment with you right now. Anybody come for a refreshing today? This is your time. Anybody come for a breakthrough this evening? Now it's our time to wake up and recognize that Jesus is in this place right now. Oh, come friend. Come on. Come on, friend. Hallelujah. Why don't you come right now? Hallelujah. The year's nearly over, but God hasn't finished with you right yet. He's begun a good work in you and he's going to accomplish what he began. Oh, hallelujah. That's it. Cry out to Jesus. Cry out to the Lord right now. Jesus. Jesus, here I am. Why don't you do that right now? Jesus, here I am. Jesus, here I am. Shower me with your spirit. Rain down on me right now, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Feel this vessel overflowing. Transform and change me, Lord. I just came for a church service, but I've recognized, Lord, you're in this place. To feel hungry hearts. Oh, hakata yanda la bosoto.